now it's time for another segment of What Grinds Todd's Gears. So, well, so I guess continuing on that, since you said that the, you know, y'all are talking about minor league teams that won't ship out of state or are too expensive for the shipping. What grinds my gears, and I'm not going to call out anybody in particular here, but <laughs> if you if you agree to pay a set rent to someone, to a landlord or whatnot, I think it's your obligation to pay that rent monthly. You mean a monthly rent? Yeah. Yeah, a monthly <laughs> rent. I mean, there's usually contracts that state you, you have to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should, am should. I wrong? One would think. <laughs> what, what am I missing here, Travis? But... Not if you're related to the landlord. <laughs> if you don't pay your rent on time, especially when, let's just say you're a landlord and needs that monthly rent to live, <laughs> just an asshole. And I'm just going to leave it at that. That's what really grinds my gears. A very cryptic what grinds my gears from Travis. If people can't pay their rent on time to people who may or may not be family and who rely on that money. Then you're just an asshole. So if you're listening, don't be a douchebag. Like, pay, pay your, your fucking rent. Well, if they're listening, if they're listening, they might not be able to afford. I don't know if they're listening. Can they afford Spotify <laughs> or a device to, to listen to this podcast? Or Even on free Spotify. Something tells me said person would probably spend his or her money on things that they enjoy, rather than paying rent like to people who need that money i mean in this day and age there are a lot of ways you can make supplemental income you mean there's if you've got two feet or if you've got a foot you might be able to find a, a website that caters to that market that you could buy or sell some things on speaking of grinds my gears that fucking song that i can't stand it like neo and pitbull it was like my rent was due a week ago but i can't you know i'm not gonna pay that i'm gonna go out to the club and have the time of my life it's like, yeah, let's not pay our bills. Let's go out and spend it on alcohol at the club. I hate that song. I'll bet there are some parallels there to what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> yeah. But I'll just like glorifying me like, well, I can't pay my bills, but I'm going to blow any money I have on fucking the club. Well, you say that, but then the big timers gave us a song, Gator Boots, that Gucci, can't do a job, mm-hmm. so got a quarter take of gas in my fly. new e-glass. No, that's not stay fly. So let's just say it grinds my gears when people don't pay their rent on time. <laughs> I rent was due about a week ago. Well, I'm a, I mean, I'm going to kind of break <laughs> away from the whole rent thing and kind of continue what we're talking about with sports. You know, I have several things that grind my gears, as you may know, that's how the segment kind of birthed this name. But, um, and I've been saving one for a while, kind of to, to piggyback on one thing that Patrick mentioned a while ago. But since we're on the sports topic, and uh, I spent my whole weekend basically watching travel ball, which I tend to, to do uh, every, I guess, bi-weekly. Not to cut you off, but real quick, is this your official What Grinds My Gears? Yeah. All right. Well, you, put your, you put your hands up on the fence and watch like blue. I kind of do. I kind of <laughs> have the little you the travel, travel ball dad lean. All right, well, go for it. And I'm going to tell you why I mainly do that, though. And it's because, you know, when you go to these, these baseball parks that have all these games going on, you basically have, I mean, y'all, y'all been, Patrick's played softball and kickball and whatnot. He's been, uh, he's been on South. Too many um, times. Umpteenth million times. Um, at LaSalle, you basically have like a, I think there's, there's like four, four fields. Yeah. Yeah. In the quadrant. Mm -hmm. 
but you got all these people just kind of piled in the middle. Yep. So one reason why I like to go over off along the fence and kind of lean up like the travel ball dad is to kind of get away from these people. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is a couple of things about travel ball that grinds my gears. One is mainly, you know, you pay all this money to be on, on a team. Like I, you know, we pay a hundred, but you really had to pay. I think one of, it's leftovers. I think one of the main issues that I have is aside from paying all this money to for your kid to be on the team, you actually got to pay ten bucks at the gate just to get in to watch your kid play. So you know, it, it, with rec league, you basically pay like what five bucks, and you get to watch your kid play for free all, all, all season. Yep, yep. The travel ball, it's 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 in the fall, it's in the spring, it's basically year round. And every time you go to one of these travel ball parks, you're paying ten bucks to watch. Basically, get in for a day. So if you got this weekend, let me kind of break it down for you. But also for you, for those who for those of you who've never had a kid to play travel ball, you have two. Yeah, the only three days a week, but the Saturday games are called pool play games. So you basically play two game two games on Saturday. So you pay ten bucks to get in and watch. Uh, you pay ten bucks on Saturday to watch your kid play two games, and those are called pool play games, and that sets up your seating for Sunday. And Sunday is what's called tournament play. So it's like a full blown World Cup, like in two days. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so you play a tournament, the tournament games on Sunday, but that's, you know you would think that the ten bucks would cover you for those two days, right? Nope. Not wrong. You pay ten bucks to get in for Saturday and Sunday, so it's twenty dollars per person. Per person. So if you bring your wife and your daughter, who's now twelve, that's sixty bucks per wow. person per week of watching this travel ball. Sounds like highway robbery. So you pay this fee to watch your kid play baseball. I mean, you pay your, you pay this this hundred dollars you know hundred dollars fee to have your kid on the team. Then you pay ten dollars per day of each tournament that the kid plays in. So it's a lot of money wasted. Not necessarily wasted, but I guess, you know, just to, to watch a kid play baseball. And uh it's not a waste of money. And it's a shame because it, I feel like <laughs> in now today's age, if you want your kid to play high school baseball, this is the route you have to take. There's you know, if you, if your kid plays just rec league baseball, it's just it, it's kind of like obsolete. Mm -hmm. You don't have uh you know, if you play rec league baseball just in the spring, it's just, he has no, probably no prayer of making a high school baseball team. So it's unfortunate, but you got to pay all this money just to have your kid play high school baseball or even beyond that. But I think, again, kind of going back to what I was saying as far as like me leaning on the fence and kind of sitting along, watching the game from basically the outfield side. Uh, I don't like a lot of people that are at these games. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you see some of these parents, most of the parents that are at these travel ball games, they already think their kids have Division One scholarships locked up. I mean, they, they think their kids just piss excellence. And it's like, that's not the kind of people I really want to associate with. I mean, I was never really raised that way. You know, I was never really a supreme athlete. My baby's going pro. I mean, I played, you know, I, we played baseball, we played soccer, we played, we played basketball, but I never played competitive baseball. I wasn't good enough to play high school baseball or, or God forbid, you know, get a division one scholarship to play baseball. But it's sad because I think this is the route you have to take now in order to let your kid advance to the next level to play baseball. And I think what you said, two, two things off of that, uh, what you said about the idea of you don't necessarily want to be around those people. 
that's that's kind of the thing that drove me away from baseball, just kind of that whole political aspect of it. And I'll kiss this guy's ass if, uh, you know, if you let my son do this or I'll, I kiss your ass, you kiss my ass. And, and you know, meanwhile, the kids who are trying their hearts out and are just trying to play for fun are the ones who are getting screwed because there's there's no politics behind it or there's no, you know, daddy kissing this daddy's butt. So that really drove me away from the sport of baseball for my son. I made it really, I say that for myself, but it, for him, you know, I gave him the option of last year going back to baseball after experience and two years back to back of that. And he opted to not go back. Um, but the same thing, you know, the second thing off of that is we, you know, I went out to Hammond last week to support Todd's son at, at travel ball and same kind of thing. We actually, you know, you can't you can't really predict the travel ball schedule. So right. like Todd said, the game was at one. I think it was at one o'clock. And he calls me. He says, "Hey, where are y'all at?" And I said, "We're about like thirty minutes away." You know, on the way to Hammond. He said, "Oh, well, the next game's about to start. They're running early." Mm-hmm. So it's like even though the game was set for one, if they were running early, they're going to start it early. So we get there. I think we might miss like one inning, but we you know had to pay twenty dollars to get in for me and Heather. They they didn't charge Scarlett because she was you know only eight and Carson was was off with a friend. Um, but yeah, so it's twenty bucks to go to go watch you know a few innings of baseball, you know, and then we we left them with the North. so that made the experience a little more enjoyable. But uh, yeah, so all I, I guess grab is what you're trying to say. Pretty That's much, definitely a big one grab. Um, the the thing is though, trying with Travis. Travis was saying that the game that he went to last week was running early. Most of the games don't run early. Most of them actually are running behind. So you're, you're basically stuck there until God knows what time. You know, we were doing this podcast today, and Camden had a tournament this morning. And I was worried that I wasn't even going to be able to do the tournament because they played pretty well yesterday. Um, but they played a team today that I think was very, very evenly matched with them, and they, they absolutely got blown out. But I thought we were going to win a lot today based off the way we were playing yesterday. And I was worried we weren't going to be able to. It looks like blood. <laughs> I was worried we weren't going to be able to do the podcast today because we might keep winning. Yeah. I, um, I definitely don't envy the parents that stick with it for tra- with the kids for play travel ball because – not even that. Not even taking in account the financial investment, the time investment is such a huge thing. Between oh, yeah. not not even for just the games or the tournaments, the practice it's a lot. Uh, the, and then you get to the tournaments, and we we fought some of the same problems playing travel softball. Like games don't start on time, fields or whatever condition. Like you got to travel this and that to get there. There's all the politics of who plays and who starts and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Not not as exactly the same, but there is some of that. And I'm going to tell you this, like, you know, I mean, Camden was just in here. You've seen my kid. He's very, very undersized for a 10-year-old, but he has he has the skill. Like, he has the skill set to play. It's just mm-hmm. I feel like he's constantly overlooked because of his size. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he's on a good team, but I still feel like he doesn't necessarily get his fair shot to do everything. Right. Like, he, he loves to pitch, and he does a reasonably good job when he pitches. And he's only, I mean, he pitched last weekend, and that was the first time he's pitched since Mother's Day weekend last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's very much a political thing, and I, it's also very much based off of the p- potential of the kids as far as their size, mm-hmm. their ability. Um, I feel like my kid is constantly overlooked because of that. Mm-hmm. I bet Camden pitched better than Wainwright did the last two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. Like, I, I have a little bit of a unique perspective in that one of my good friends, his daughter, played 
travel ball. Um, and she was actually on the JPRD team that went to the World Series uh, back in back-to-back years. And just watching the parents at those events and mm-hmm. how they acted with their their all-star kid who wasn't an all-star and how certain players got more, more girls got playing, t- girls got certain more playing time than others because they know someone or they're in with the coach and this and that where, and not saying like my, my friend's daughter wasn't good. She wasn't, she, she was a star. So she, she didn't have to deal with that, but you see other kids that were playing, they were only playing because the mom or the dad had an in some way, or they got some favoritism and the kid really should have been out. And they weren't, they weren't really hurting the team, but the team could have been much better or that there's a better player waiting to take that kid's spot. Yeah. Now, if it's a, a, a freshman and a senior, there might be some level of hierarchy hierarchy that kind of gets yeah. thrown into that. But at the end of the day, talent should be the number one decider for your kid being on the field and playing. Uh, but it it rarely is the case for a lot of uh, in a lot of situations because there are all these other behind the scenes factors uh, at I, play I'm here. Not gonna name well, any name schools anything like this, but I've heard from people that have coached before. <laughs> it's like said in jest, but it's like it's probably not that untrue that the way the way that these coaches pick their teams. It, it sounds pathetic, but it's like okay, you got your studs. Mm-hmm. You know, you pick the the studs of the first tier. Second tier is friends, family, people that you know, like the ones that get in, whether their kid's good or not. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, of course, I'm going to put you, you're my boy, I'm going to put your kid on the team. Or, oh, your, then, your daughter sold so many thousands of dollars worth of tickets, and it's not, we're going to let you play more because you paid so much money. tier, which I've laughed about with some of these dads or, you know, whatever, is that the ones that have hot moms. Well, put the kid on the team so the hot mom shows up at the game. <laughs> I might know one mom that got a kid more playing time than mm-hmm. another because not necessarily she playing was, time but they're on the team because the mom comes to the game every yeah week. You know, yeah and, and they they encourage the mom to show up uh-huh. and yeah. bring her uh her attitude and flair her assets her assets yes yeah. uh-huh. but you know I, i'll throw it in there you know i went in there and so we i got away from it you know got away from baseball because of the, polit- the politics of it my son's last year of baseball was two years ago and uh you know, I, I considered the coach at the time, you know, a decent friend. He had coached my son before and I was actually kind of happy. He ended up on his team at first. And um, my son went into the expect it went, went into that season with the expectation that he was going to be playing outfield. And mm-hmm. he went into that and he, he, he said, look, I had a bad year last year. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be playing outfield. Well, first day of trial, first day of practice when he got picked on his team, they have a kid standing behind home plate and he's got no gear on. So no catching gear. So then I, I talked to the coach and I said, "Hey, I got some catching gear in my car. If, if uh, you know, if the boy behind home plate wants to use it," and he's like, "Wait, you got catching gear? Your son's played catcher before?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's got. You know, he's, that's really what he wanted to play, but he's he's just going to be content with where you put him." So he said, "Okay, let's get get your son in the gear." So he he ended up being catcher for the first six games of the season. I think they had like a four and two record at the time. Carson was on the best start hitting that he's ever had in his career. He was kind of like riding a high. You know, loving baseball, playing catcher, hitting well, and then all of a sudden, one game, he he they switched another kid into his spot, and I didn't say anything. I know these guys don't get paid. I know it's a volunteer job, whatnot, and I was just thinking like, okay, maybe he's he's rotating some kids in a catcher, whatnot. Well, he never put my son back at catcher the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and again, I'm sitting there volunteering, helping in the dugout, considering this guy somewhat of a friend, 
And I have no idea what's going on until I started hearing the kids talk in the dugout. And then what, what ended up actually happening, the kid who replaced my son at catcher, his dad was a travel ball coach. Yeah, this kid actually <clears> played <throat> on Camden's team the first year. So this guy glad wasn't wasn't left. wasn't part of the coaching staff. All of a sudden, made himself part of the coaching staff. His son starts playing catcher, and I start hearing the kids in the dugout talking about their travel ball season coming mm-hmm. up. And I'm again just just ears listening in the dugout. <clears throat> well, what he what he did was this guy comes in and whispers in the head coach's ears like, "Hey, you make my son catcher, and I'll put your son on my travel ball team." Of course. And <clears throat> you know what all that did for my son was was basically tell him he's not good enough. And like I knew that that wasn't the case. But I knew that that wasn't the case, but at the same point that's the way my son took it. He didn't he didn't originally realize what was going on. He just said, "Oh, well, he stuffed me in the outfield. I just must suck." Mm-hmm. And it, it destroyed him from baseball and and that's why when I went 2 years ago went back to it and said like, "Hey, if you because of what happened, if you don't want to play anymore on this stand." And that's what he said. He said, "No, I don't want to play anymore." So, shithead coaches like that, you know, destroy kids' confidence. And travel ball was never something I ever thought I'd put my kid in because, I mean, Travis and I coached a kid at Rummel in hockey who played travel ball and his two younger brothers played travel ball and the dad would post about it every weekend on Facebook and I'm like, man, he's there every weekend. Like, he has no social life. I I do not want that. Um, And the reason why I can't got affiliated with it, not, and, you know, kind of like what Travis was saying that he's listening to all these ears and listening to what these kids are saying in the dugout, reason why I got involved in travel ball is because I, I just looked at it and it's like, these kids who are playing rec ball go nowhere. Uh, Camden played two years at Miley and there was like four kids on the team that tried and the rest of them were like tackling each other in the outfield <laughs> and, digging, and digging fucking, making throwing sand castles, making sand in castles in the fucking red dirt. Hey, Brian, um, how many outs we got out there? Grape! Grape! <laughs> I'm going to get a grape snowball after the game. Yeah, you know, like Travis said, he helped coach that team. I helped coach my first year when Camden was at Miley. And it was constant. You had to tell these kids to get up, get baseball ready. Then they would sit their asses right back down in the dirt and start building sand castles. <laughs> um, so I heard about, I was told about the East Bank League. So I joined that. And uh, If we want to talk about money grabs. And, and the East Bank League, the only reason, the only thing I'm thankful for is getting associated with the team that Camden's on now. East Bank was definitely a big money grab. It was basically like a rest stop for travel ball kids. So, so if you want my opinion on it, it's a overpriced rec league where they, uh, you know, it's one. They, well, they came to the travel ball kids. We talk about Mike Miley or Gerard being four or five bucks to play for the season. This was a $200 league. Jeez. Same quality of, same quality, actually probably worse quality coaching. Oh, yeah. Um, because all these coaches did, you know, the guy that coached my son looked like he had never played a, uh, an inning of baseball in his life. Okay, he did but, any kind of physical, physical activity in his life. He, you know, it, it was it was a straight. I don't give a shit about kids who don't play travel ball. We're gonna see. Stoop is more than good. <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna. It's like we're gonna see if we're gonna see if your son can if your son's good enough to play on our travel ball team called the Sun Devils and the rest of the te- the rest of the team they could give two shits about. So East Bank Little League, if you're listening, you're a straight money grab bullshit league. Uh, I guess we're not going to get sponsored from them. I don't want a sponsor <laughs> from them. They can suck my balls. Oh, my God. But also like like Sean Payton. But kind of like what Travis said with the worst coaching, like uh, they can suck my balls. Like the guy that we got associated with was one of the coaches at the Redbirds. He was Camden's uh, East Bank coach. And he's the one that he's the one that kind of got us on the Redbirds. 
But uh, when the season started, we practiced one time at, it was like Sunday at like, let's say nine o'clock. So I show up and I'm thinking this is going to be like a weekly thing, Sunday at nine o'clock we're practicing. So we go out there, we, we have our first practice and I show up the next week with Cam and assuming the practice is at time again. Nobody's there. This, I'm like, what the hell happened? So I text the coach and I'm like, are we practicing today? I was on the impression we're practicing every Sunday at nine o'clock. And he's like, no, we're actually, it's going to be hard for us to practice because with all the travel ball kids we have on this team, it's going to be really hard to organize practice. So aside from Travis saying it was, it was like 200 bucks to join this league. These kids never practiced. Right. And that's one of the things that got me away from Mike Miley is in the two seasons that, that Camden played at rec ball at Miley, we, we practiced one time each season for each team. So this was exactly the same except we were playing paying two hundred dollars more. So, you know, East Bank Little League is an absolute joke. And it, again, it was like all travel the catered to travel ball kids. It was travel ball kids batting at the top of the lineup, playing in the infield, the rec ball kids batted batted at the bottom, yeah. played catcher and outfield. Well, Carson's group at the time they had to show you that the catchers were, you know, it was it was kid pitch so the catchers were still travel ball kids. It was just the outfield was made up of rec ball kids. And then again, you batted 12th or 13th in the lineup every game, you know. Um, and I, I felt bad for putting my son through that. I felt guilty. And same kind of thing. I said, all right, let's try one more year at Mike Mile and see where it goes. And again, it started started well and ended up much the same. So, But anyway, I didn't think we had much to grind years about, but we, we kind of went off on a, a long long gear grind. Yeah, some, some things that need to get off our chests, and I'm glad we all, uh, we all got that. Yeah. A good way to finish off the episode. Um, we'll get to the shot in the next part of this recording, which will be our top five list, which I don't know how we all feel about this top five list. Not it's it, I think I, it's I, I really I like feel it. wonderful. I really like this top five. List. I love the I love the topic. No, I feel like a top ten, but I have a top yeah. five. <laughs> I I love the topic. That's what I, makes it hard. I don't know well, how know much I, I love the order of my list. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're interested and you want to hear more about what we have to talk about in our no particular order segment. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be back.